Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vettel, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to the Level Up Latina podcast. Today is episode 122, and we are going to be talking about the great resignation. Great resignation is what's happening right now. Um, it's also known as the big quit. Um, it is an ongoing trend of employees that are voluntarily leaving their jobs. This has started happening in the spring of this year to like present time. And this is in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. So before we get into talking about that, let me check in with my chulas over here with Ceci Nerine, ¿Cómo se encuentran mujeres ahora? I have the day off. I'm watching the girls. So is it really a day off? Yeah, really. When you're home with your kids, is it really a day off? I'm doing good too. I'm not off today, but I feel like I'm off today because I try to take my Mondays easy peasy. And today is Monday for us. Monday easy peasy. That's a nice way to think of it. I was on a potential client con a consult and they're like oh you know it's monday day off but she's like not really either so just like you sissy it's indigenous people's day biden proclaimed it official yes. um we can celebrate indigenous people's days para, para nuestra gente. so it's really cool so it's really cool coming back from the weekend to seeing this i got a two-day weekend away from home from the kids and it definitely feels like i came back to more work so <laughs> holidays are non-existent but it's all good you guys know that story so in this uh, great resignation conversation, I was mentioning to you girls, a lot of my clients that I've been working with have been dealing with being in management positions where they're like, you know, their teams are, are you know, the people in their teams or members are either quitting or they're trying to find them themselves are also like looking for new opportunities. So with this great resignation has come a lot of really like, what is the reason for it? What's behind it? And I think the pandemic really drove us to start questioning, what do we want out of, you know, not just our, our personal lives, but our professional lives? And what aspects do they bring onto like, what is the good, right? What is the positive things that our professional lives brings to us? And I think in those conversations that we've been having that I specifically have been having with my clients are just like, you know, I don't know what to do for my team because it's, you know, it's beyond me. It's more than just me, but it's also um, my other, other, my other clients that are not, you know, specifically in charge of teams are just like, well, I know there's something better out there and they're looking for that opportunity. So we wanted to discuss this just because it's something that's happening. It's so significant. But in the case of this, like we wanted to kind of get an understanding, like who really is driving this great resignation, what's happening and all that. So I want to get some information out there for you guys. It's a, you know, the pandemic has given like all kinds of people, like given every single person, like different reasons to change direction. And it seems like when you're home, you have a little bit of time to really sit on things or like, let me think about how I really see myself at work and what I do and, and, and the productivity and do I still have time for myself or is work too overwhelming? So many times, you know, it's, I feel that that question has now been upon a lot of us that are, you know, employed and, and really thinking about where we're at professionally. So now with this pandemic, it gave us, you know, it gave us that reason to change directions. So in this sense, it's like who is driving this great resignation? And most of the people, I was surprised to learn that it wasn't just, you know, young entry-level millennials or young, you know, young entry-level employees or, or, or young, young professionals. I was surprised to see that it was mid-level career employees from the ages of 30 to 45. And not surprising, a lot of them, are, like most of these resignations are happening in tech and in healthcare, which in healthcare, I'm not surprised at all because of 
the work that they have been putting in throughout this entire time. But are you guys surprised to learn any of that? Is, is, it, is, it, is any of that surprising to you? If we think about it, it's maybe the pandemic was an eye opener where in many of our professions, we realized like, wow, we don't have to be in the office 24 seven. We can work remotely and still get work done. And maybe it's an opportunity to make your job hybrid. And we, we, we talked about this a little bit. Last year, it was necessary to be completely at home. I, I didn't experience that with my current job because I, I was a I was a COVID uh, hiree, pandemic hiree. So I started already kind of like a hybrid situation. But but just you know thinking about it and from speaking with you, you girls and like Irene and her team and how last year it was absolutely necessary to be working from home. But now as we continue in this pandemic and now. Um, you know, a lot of people are already vaccinated. Well, maybe we don't have to be there 24-7 and maybe it's better for our well-being and a form of self-care to have that flexibility and have a hybrid model. So when we think about, or when I see the ages now, you know, 30 to 45, I think like, well, it's people that are already established in their careers. They've already been, you know, in the workforce 15 years maybe in their career and have realized now like, wow, I don't need to be here 24 seven. And if my employer is forcing me to come back, then you know what, this isn't for me and I can find something else that's gonna allow me to have that flexibility. I think so too. I think you're right to see that we learned a lot through forced change and everybody had to do it. Like every single industry, except for mental health really, or healthcare workers, I should say. So Veto yeah. made a very interesting point that the ones that are being the, the most burnt out are probably like, F this, like, I'm out of here. Like they've really had to put so much of their time and their effort and we, we can't lose sight of the industries that were the hardest hit. So they've really worked a lot. And I can see how they are having these sort of crises of identity and understanding that they want balance and they want a different career path maybe. And I hear that with clients too, that are like, I have to figure out where I'm going, why I'm doing this, why I'm even here to begin with. So everybody had to collectively pause and reflect. Everybody could see that we could be different and innovative. And right now I think everybody seems to be hiring. So of course it's like the great resignation. Everywhere you go, everybody's hiring, everybody's short staffed. I've seen it. I mean, you just see it in every day, instances where you're eating out, where you're at a restaurant, where there's signs that say, you know, be patient, we're short staffed, or we're only seating half of our restaurant. Obviously, I see it a lot in the food industry with restaurants. Today, I went to Pollo Loco with my husband, and it was booming. I've never seen such a busy Pollo Loco. I was like, wow, are they having like a special Monday? Because this place is where you got to be. It was like a club at this place. It had in and out vibes with that long line. They even had the little makeshift kind of chain that kind of leads all the cars a certain way. And I'm like, when did Boyo Loco become hot? This is just Boyo Loco, but you're inside and they were busy and they were working so hard trying to get people out of there. And they had the, we are hiring sign. Of course they did. I'm just seeing it everywhere. And the man that takes our order is taking orders, takes our order and yells out to his staff or his peers. Or I don't know who he's yelling out to. I got to use the bathroom. Somebody take over. And he like runs out of the cashier area. It's the true story. I'm not making this <laughs> up. I was sitting there thinking like, we're going to talk about the great resignation. Is that what I'm watching right now? 
So everybody starts talking amongst themselves, like, what happened to this guy? Nobody comes to help the people that walk in after us. I tell a lady, because they're like, is anybody going to dispatch here? And I say, oh, the gentleman, like, had to go, and he told them to take over. I think they're a little short-staffed or whatever. And they're like, okay. So people are being patient, patient, patient. Diego tells me to sit down. He's like, boo, it's going to be a while. Sit down. I sit down. And then the guy comes back from the restroom and Diego says that he told his like co-workers like I had to go. It's just I had to go. And then he brings up like anxiety. Then it's not funny anymore. It's a sudden like what? Like this guy's like feeling anxious like on the job. And that his boss just started to say this is unacceptable. This is going to be your second write up. And I kid you ladies not. He walks out the door. Great resignation right there. Wow. Quit on the job wow. in that moment. So people aren't taking any crap. I don't know what's going on in that gentleman's life. I don't know what it is about our world right now. But if he brought up his anxiety and he was thinking about himself, good for him, man. Like, good for him. But he stormed out. And as Diego and I drove home, we talked about, like, wow, it's it's different out there. The climate is definitely different. And sure enough, more signs. And again, just like McDonald's or wherever we drive through, it's like huge signs now hiring. So, yes, there's something to be said for a lot of people moving on, a lot of people looking for a new space. And we talked about the trends with 35, 30 to 45. But I'm seeing it in all aspects, I personally think. Like, it's just a lot of inconsistencies in the workforce. I think that there were pandemic freezes, hiring freezes. So people were like, oh, you know, we're just not adding our, to our team. So you were just giving to the people team that you did have, giving them more responsibility, giving them more work. And I feel that the fact that people were at home work, if you had the opportunity to work from home, you found a way to be more productive, right? Because you wanted to keep your job, you wanted to hold on to this position. So if you had the luxury, I would say luxury, because if you are an essential worker, if you work at a fast food restaurant, or you work at a restaurant, you need to be present, right? Physically present, you need to go into the office in a sense, right? But if you got the chance to work from home, if you, you know, you found a way to work with your schedule, you were able to like say like, oh, you know, if I'm going to take my lunch, I know I have to make sure I add an hour of this on top of what I do on my schedule. And I feel that it, it's it's it was kind of like that luxury, but it put into perspective then if there were hiring freezes and now people are doing I saw this personally with my husband, OK, with his job. And um, they're they're just like, he's like, I need people. I need people. We have a lot more work. You know, he works in the, you know, with the pandemic, their, their, their industry did not suffer at all. They're, you know, they're a 3PL, but they do supply chain. So supply chain right now was like the biggest thing. You know, you need to make sure that things get to the shelves, that people get, you know, their, the warehouses are nice and, you know, kept up and, full, and fully stocked. So things have to operate properly. But now that you have all these, you know, you've added responsibility, you're not checking in on your employees. You don't know really what's going on. Sometimes you get the video call, you know, and, and you do a check-in and it might be a very superficial check-in. So you start losing that contact with your team if you don't have a well-established team. So it goes to show that there's a lot more that goes into work than just pay, right? A lot goes, like you can have great pay, but there's these other things that we should be looking into. So anyone that's now, Irene, you mentioned, you know, like, oh, everyone's hiring now. Well, there were pandemic freezes. And then now there's companies that are like, hey, we're starting to hire. We're starting to operate back fully. Those companies are now being, those employers are now being very particular. So they might have all these positions open and they're interviewing, but they're not hiring immediately. So now they have this chance to be picky as well, right? So so now to anyone that's out there looking for that new next job, it's like, how do you stand out? Because now there's so many people 
you're like the floodgates are open. Everyone's looking to change, you know, direction. Um, and this is the best opportunity, I think, the best chance you can get to really put yourself out there. And but now how do you stand out to these employers? Like, what do you do? And Ceci, you mentioned you're a COVID hire. So tell us a little, a little bit about that experience for you. Everything was done. I was hired uh, virtually. I did my interview, two interviews virtually. Uh, I mean, obviously I applied virtually and I got hired and essentially I accepted virtually. And I did, I did go in person to go, you know, sign the documents that I needed to sign and whatnot um, before I actually started. But I was able to pretty much select my start date because I might, I got hired like one month and I was able to like say like, well, you know, I'm ready to start in April. And I was able to do that. Um, but it's, it's been sort of like a transition and it was hard at the beginning. Mind you also because it was like a huge learning curve and new areas of law that I was practicing, but also like not being there and just needing to you know, I had my first day virtually. I'm like, okay, pues, ¿qué hago? ¿Qué voy a hacer? You know, how do I start? And I got an agenda and I was like, you know, the first couple of weeks um, is a lot of like training and, and that's what I ended up doing. But to this day, I still haven't met all of my, all of the staff in my organization in person. Like I still haven't. I see them on our monthly uh, all team uh, meeting and I see them there, but I haven't met everyone in person. So it's just kind of, it's kind of weird uh, because I feel like in person, you're able to pick up on vibes of people, como son, en la, en la pantalla, it's, it's, you know, we have to keep it professionally for the most part. And, you know, we do, we do have social moments here and there, but I feel like until you see the, those people in person, then you, I, you're able to pick that vibe in their personality como son so a veces no se da uno cuenta de cómo es la gente hasta que está pues en persona but it but you know i've gotten used to it and now that we're so i started you know being i think only wednesdays in the office and now we're we're up to two days in office so wednesdays and thursdays uh and i like it i like the 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 hybrid model because when i'm all day at home I, I feel like I get distracted with things that I want to do at the at the house. Like I want, I'm like, oh, let me just go do a little bit of laundry. I can take my break, this break, and uh, then I'm, I end up exhausted at the end of the day because I'm doing two jobs essentially. I'm doing like my my regular job, and then I see a, a other things, and then I get reminded of some other things, and I'm like, oh, I'll check my email here and then there. Uh, but when I'm in the office, then I'm able to just focus there and then be productive. And, you know, there's a lot of, to be said about changing your scene, right? Changing the, the scenery. You know, Irene, you mentioned that sometimes you feel more productive when you're at a cafe. Uh, and funny enough, I noticed that myself too. Um, every other Thursday, I go to this huge, like, como un salón grande where they, they offer, um, all kinds of services, legal, uh, food, um, economic assistance, housing help. And so I, I go for a few hours in the morning as part of my job to give legal consults. And when I'm not booked with legal consults, I feel like I'm so productive. Mind you, there's like all kinds of things happening around me. Mucho ruido, but I just feel productive. Um, so anyway, telling my whole experience just to say that I've enjoyed the hybrid model because some days I do, like Mondays I like being at home and 
I call it my admin day because I catch up with emails and I kind of make a little to-do list for myself for that, you know, things that I want to accomplish that week. And that's how I tackle my Monday. And then I supposedly designate each day of the week for different types of different areas of, of law. And, you know, sometimes one area of law is going to be a little busier than the other. So then I'm going to work on it a little bit on the other day. That's not designated as, as that area of law. Um, but it's, it's been interesting. It's been interesting, but I will say that I let, that I've enjoyed the, the hybrid and I hope it stays that way and that I'm allowed to stay that way. And even if I, you know, permanently stay like three days a week in office and then two days from home. So I'm hope I'm putting that out there. Ojalá que se haga because that's, that's how I want to see myself in that role and how I see myself thriving. I really like the hybrid model. I think what happened too during COVID is that Vittel said earlier, like pay isn't everything. And you're really thinking of other things as you have this time away and you're working from home and culture can be everything to a person or just perks can be everything to a person. So I really have enjoyed that personal touch back in the office where everybody gets flexibility, which you kind of love jobs with flexibility if that speaks to your personality. And I have a team, obviously, in my space that really does appreciate sort of that calm time. Maybe some weeks you work more, but then some weeks you work less. Maybe sometimes you're working on the weekends and sometimes you've got weekdays off. And we seem to have a good culture around that. And so when we're in the office, we have like working lunches and we provide lunch and we don't work full day on a Friday. Like there's all this really cool back and forth. And then some days we get remote work, which is a perk. But some folks don't necessarily want to be alone at their home. Like when I first, first, first started to get to work from home, years ago one of my bosses first provided it for me when I became like mid-level she just knew that she could trust me and I never actually worked from home I would always work from Panera because I had small kids and I thought like Ceci like I'm gonna get distracted I'm gonna think about them I'm gonna want to be multitasking and then not be good at like being with them or doing the laundry and doing work or writing a report or whatever so I would go to Panera and I really liked it and it was like a precursor to where we are now because like sometimes we even try to create that environment in the office like somebody does a coffee run we're all sitting in a big group together this whole social distance scenes you use like a big conference room and you miss the collaboration when you were isolated at home and everybody was zoom fatigued and you almost I think I've seen this culture of like really appreciating our office in a way that we'd never appreciated before the kids coming in the parents coming in like from the highest level person to the newest person everybody's appreciating like the programming that we do so for folks that don't know like I work in a nonprofit space so we work with a lot of parents and students and donors and tutors and so try to do all of that on Zoom. It was so different. Like it was just so, so different. And we made it work. And we actually had some of the best years ever, which also I think impacts the great resignation because some companies are booming and have lots of job and need lots of people. But also you don't want to do it all online. You want to do that in person because there's all this work to do. So it's been a really good happy medium to be hybrid. It's been a really good culture shift to have everybody be really grateful for the work and to be back in the office. And then I've seen with my staff, thank goodness, knock on wood, and I hope it stays this way. Everybody's really talking about growth and next level, and they have been doing more, and they want to do even more and like growing their resume even further. Like it just seems like everybody sees that there's really a great stability and a great financial backing, and the organization is thriving after a really scary time where people thought, well, am I going to lose my job? Is this agency going to go under? Like people are out of work. Like the climate was scary. So now the climate is a little more, I think, either plant your flag on the ground and stay gain an organization or, and grow or move on. So the other point to Vettel's part, how do you move on? How do you establish yourself? How do you land that job? All the things Ceci just said. 
when you interview, you interview strong. You talk about the things you like. You talk about your ability to segment your day. And I have an admin day. And this is what makes me productive. And sometimes when I'm working from home, I may not even be at home. I may, I may be at the local library. I like to surround myself by collaborative people. I might go to a workspace. I think mention all of that. It makes you like super unique in a culture that you're being really thoughtful about being back in the game or about contributing to an organization. Like mention what's going to make you unique. Like what did you learn from that pandemic that's going to make you special and unique? And mention if, like what I just said, you value your workspace differently, you value your clients, whoever those may be, or your coworkers, whoever those may be. Like you may be telling that boss, like, I'm going to be great because I'm grateful. These are the reasons why, or I'm going to be great because I'm organized. And these are the reasons why, because when I have my work from home day, this is how I organize myself. So sell yourself with a very authentic, common day practice that is post-COVID. I think that's going to help someone get you. Like, Sissy wants to say something. Oh, my God. Because I'm thinking, like, fuck, I'm like, what day? I'm like, Monday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I haven't even done anything. My emails and then it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, I'm off. That's why I haven't done anything. Yeah, that's fantastic. You're like, are you talking about my admin day and I haven't even opened up my email? (laughs) Tomorrow's your Monday, Sissy. Tomorrow's your Monday. One thing I wanted to point out, though, is like, the the reason I was like, Sissy, you were a COVID hire. And I know we were having discussions and like, how do I, you know, it was like, kind of like, how do I set myself up to win? Right. And, and, and in this case, it's like, you might be putting your applications out there, you might not be hearing back, or you're hearing back finally, and you're like, what do I do now to stand out? So I feel that and how do I ask for what I want? And that's what's going to be very important. I think, yes, you might, I feel that employers are going to be heck of particular and picky and, and, you know, there's, they're going to look for top performers, but this is a, a, a place for you to start, you know, looking in ways to shine. Like what makes you different? What makes you unique? How are you able to, how are you able to adapt? to the changes that came your way did you continue learning did you continue growing and developing yourself as you know as a as an employee some people were let go early in the pandemic like hey we don't need to keep everybody here not everyone was essential you know we, people like restaurants shut down offices shut down you know programs were shut down so thankfully there's programs that did make it you know we have the example of irene and her her nonprofit. um we have the exp- examples of the firm that you got hired at you know there's still that there's still this need the gente you know they still have these needs for things and it's more of like well how do you ask for what you want how do you stand out and really like put yourself in a position to win right we recently started hearing the whole like 40 hour work week, like Henry Ford, like he introduced this in like 1926, right? Like before then there wasn't this five days, you come into the office, I mean, come into work five days, you work your eight hours and you're done for the week and you start all over again. But the 40 hour work week t- turned into a 60 hour work week into an 80 hour work week. And people like find like this pride in, in working so much. Like I remember working 60 plus hours sometimes and I'm like what was I thinking I was very unhappy and um because yeah you know like it's you want to get the work done you feel like you feel like yeah I'm a badass because I got all this done but then you're like what where else is the rest of my life falling into this you know like my I felt my life was falling apart in the sense of like I had no connections like I had no time to see my family I had no time to really spend time with my significant other back then it was very much like appreciate the time you have if I have a bone to pick with you I just don't have the energy I'd rather spend time with you so now it's kind of like you know I look at the 30 to 45 year range 
And it's those people that for a long time have been like, well, fuck it. I'm in this position. Que tiene? You know, like, it's what I have to do every day to, like, make sure that, you know, I, I pay my bills or that I provide for my family or that I provide for myself the things that I want to do. And sometimes it's not enough. So that's why I'm like, it wasn't surprising to see the 30 to 45, but then it was very surprising because I was expecting it to be younger people just because they've been leading the way in so many other ways. But this time I was like, I totally get it. When you reach that 30 to 45 age, you're just like, there's gotta be more to this than fucking work, right? And and it was like the perfect time to be like, oh shoot, I miss my home. I miss being here. I didn't even know this part of my house existed. You know, like, let me try to fix it up and make it more for me. So like all this came into play. So what advice do we wanna give to the people out there that are really trying to either A, make a decision to, look out or like look out to maybe a, a different um to make a transition to go from one job to another to a different company doing the same thing or to decide to transition into a whole new industry like what advice do you want to give them and then how do you guys think they would it's a good way to stand out my top advice if i put myself in the place of what i've been looking for lately with people is i think just be really honest about the future and the vision and what you see and what you can bring so when you can get the employer to be honest because if they feel like they don't know where they're going that's kind of a red flag so you should ask about vision you should ask about the future you should ask about you know now we have this big pandemic how did y'all handle that and what if something else happens what if something comes down the road later that we never thought would happen like we never thought this would happen where are you going mr boss i think a great way to stand out is to ask your boss your interviewer these things your potential boss and then you better have the answer too because when you're asking people about their vision what's your vision for you and like where do you see yourself so definitely i think describe your strengths how they match up with the organization strengths i don't know if it's like their values on their website or their brand on social media like somehow make it your brand i mean be as authentic as possible you don't want to work at a place where it's completely opposite to who you are like i don't see myself thriving in like a sports environment culture for instance but i have so many girlfriends that love that industry and have thrived in that industry and so when they're selling themselves they're like huge ass dodger fans or whatever they are and they land the job you know so hopefully you're also going for something that you're passionate for so sell your vision how you match up and ask about their vision i think it's really important culture goes both ways you're not just coming into a culture to suck from it like you need to come into a culture and give to it so what are you truly going to bring to the culture of an organization and if you do want flexibility and you do want a hybrid and if at every point it's not going to be a hybrid like you need to say that up front you know imagine if sissy was like no no employer you want me on four days and i refuse to do four days that might be interesting but if sissy from the onset said i have a family i need balance i'm running multiple companies you're going to get me three days but you're going to get the best three days in house i respect that i really respect that i'd rather have a person tell me up front what they want so my best advice is know your vision up front know your boundaries and what you're comfortable with what you're not comfortable with it hurts my heart when Vettel's saying like i used to work like these 60 to 80 hour weeks or whatever that number was like i hope she was getting paid extra i hope it wasn't just salary i hope there was some bonuses tied to that extra i hope there were some perks tied to that extra i hope there was some additional time off tied to that extra because you were just burning trust. that candle trust there were perks mm -hmm. Perfecto. If you are not getting perks for giving, 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 yeah, yes, yeah, you know, pasando. Pasando pendejos, like my dad would say, right? Like, if you're being taken se advantage of. Se pasan ellos de pendejos y uno se deja por pendejo. I know. 
I know. I was, my dad would say exactly that. In fact, like, don't be the one that gets taken advantage of. Us Latinitas always doing more, doing more, doing more. And I try to be from the boss standpoint. I try to be very aware of like, okay, these people are really doing a lot. Where are we going to incentivize? Where can we grab more money to pull towards their salary? Because they're earning it. Because they bring value. Not because they're whining or complaining or you feel sorry for me. Life is a bitch. Everybody's life is a bitch. If they are bringing value, they definitely deserve more. And you as the employer should be able to provide more for your best people, including perks, including time off, including other benefits. If you provide benefits, that's part of the pay. So all those things, know what you want on the front end, bring value to the company so that you can grow what you're worth at the company. And if nothing else, where you are now, start killing it. Because if your next move is to move on, well, you start killing it. You start making some big moves, getting some results. I know if you, it's hard if you don't like where you are now and and maybe you're like desperate to get out of there. Try to focus on winning because I promise you that winning always wins, like I like to say, and someone down the road is going to notice it. Even if it's just your killer resume or a killer reference, like you're earning your stripes right now to get your next best job. So don't lose hope and let up and not be a good employee because that can burn you later. So do your best, even if it's for your next move. That's like my best advice. Yeah, no, all go p- good points. And you actually touched on the tip that I was going to give was uh, setting boundaries because si, se aprovechan de uno cuando uno es la nueva or, you know, like you said, little latinitas like, están acostumbrados a que like, hey, we have a great work ethic and porque le estamos chingando. But if you think about it, we were talking about like the hours and and, may, and Vero doing her 60-hour days. Entonces no la vamos a pasar toda la vida a, a trabajar y trabajar. Like, you know, I'm like thinking in Spanish. So así no se disfruta la vida. It's like, Set your boundaries. What are you willing to take on? What you're not willing to take on? Um, there was um, this process, and not to get into detail, in my pr- program that had been established from b- before, and uh, the department's legal assistant does um, every week, every week, you know, these this project. And I didn't really see how we as an organization were benefiting from it and maybe a a little bit to some extent but it was like time consuming and it was even like maybe mentally draining to do this particular task and so as we were hiring a new legal assistant for my department i wrote i approached my um, executive director and i said hey this thing that happens once a week Um, you know, I don't feel comfortable assigning it to the new person coming in because it's, you know, it's mentally draining. It takes up a whole lot of time. It can only be done in office and we're only in the office currently twice a week. So we want to be as productive as possible in other areas. And I don't really see the need for this. And yeah, it happened. It, it was uh, assigned to someone else outside of our, our organization. Uh, so, I mean, that's an example of like, you know, speak up set boundaries and if it's not working for you and if it's not um something that you're gonna you know enjoy doing it then start setting your boundaries you can say no don't feel bad about it um and you know it works out it works out perfect i love what both of you ladies said and i feel that on my end what i'm gonna i'm i'm going to recommend is if there is that little nudge in you saying like, I'm not happy with where I'm at and I know there's probably something better, but I'm afraid to let go of this opportunity that my job that I have now feel still apply 
still like really look into the companies that you like look into companies that interest you and you notice are giving those perks are willing to work with their you know employees on hybrid models for working working remote and 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 look into these opportunities and if they work for you great and if they don't then find a way to do what you where you're at now make that work for you so if it means like meeting with the met with met your management team if it means meet, meeting with upper you know your 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 direct supervisor and talking about hey this is this is great the pandemic has really taught us a lot in the sense how Ceci said, maybe we need to restructure some stuff here. Let's do that and find the voice and the courage to really speak up because it could be that those people don't are, are out of ideas. They're probably like, hey, everyone's happy. They're here. No one's leaving us. But it doesn't mean it's working because eventually someone will. And it's going to turn into, you know, from like a normal number of 15% turnover, it goes into 30% and 40% and people start leaving your company. What do you do? You can't be the one keeping them afloat. So if anything, I would say definitely go out there, you know, keep your job, you know, do your work. But if there's something that really te llama la atención, go for it. Apply, see if you get an interview um, and be honest with these people. You know, sometimes, you know, people are getting interviews and they're like, well, why do you want to leave your company? And it's like, look, I'm really everyone's hiring right now. I'm just curious to see what opportunities are out there. These are where my strengths are. This is what I've learned in the last year and a half or almost two years. And I feel that I've grown and I, and this is the right opportunity for me. Now, if you don't see that, I totally get it. I'll move on because you're not desperate, right? You, you still have a job, you have your income, but use it. Don't let it, you know, if you're curious, don't waste your time go for it, go and look for other jobs. And if not, then, you know, find a way that you can restructure and get the things that you want from the company you're with. So don't be afraid to do that. I feel that it's really good to just really speak up and be like, look, I love, I love what we're doing here. We might need to restructure, but I also would like to talk about my compensation or if it's not compensation, maybe some time off or working from home or, you know, rebuilding what works for you. So that's going to be my tip. Or also asking for help. I think we often, especially in our culture as Latinas, so like, you know, we're level of Latinas, so we're going to speak to that. But for all women, this might be striking a chord for you if you're listening. Ask for help. We like to say it all the time, but sometimes we're asking for help when it's way too far down the road and like you're already burned out, you're already pissed off, you're already angry. And that's like way not productive for you or your employer or for your family even because you could be like taking it out on the wrong entity that has nothing to do with your burnout. So you have to ask for that help. And it doesn't matter if you feel like, well, maybe they can't afford to get me help. Well, you said it. You spoke up and you said, I need an assistant or I need a peer that can take this on or I want to try something for a little while where we maybe get an intern. I mean, the help is out there. The excuses are bountiful and plenty. But whenever you feel spread thin and you actually need help, it's not going to make you look bad if you feel as though you truly authentically are doing a good job, but you're just spread too thin. And if you can show the areas of your work that are hurting, but it's all a matter of the time, the time that you need or the extra support that you need, then it's okay. A true, authentic, good boss will understand that. And in fact, they probably already know. They probably already know. And I love the situations where I can read an employee and see that, okay, they are like edging towards burnout or the comment was 
something's there. They're comparing their job to another peer's job. Is it because that peer has more help than them? Can they rely on other people? Do they have more people they can delegate to? There's a puzzle often. And you see, like, who has the least help is obviously going to be the most burnt out. So then you as a boss, if you're in that chair, like, look to see what the supports are for your best people and for any of your people, whoever you can get support for. Like, there's never too much support. There's no such thing. You're never going to hear that, right? I'm like, I'm not going to have that girl over in the corner. Don't help her. I don't like the way she looks at me. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. She stole my chicken fried rice that one time. No, 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 no. She still needs two interns and a part-time staff member supporting it. So ask, 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 ask for help. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. It doesn't make you look less perfect. It doesn't make you look less put together and intelligent. It just shows that you're human and you want to do a great job. And maybe your organization is booming to the point where you are spread way too thin. So please ask for help. Or jump ship if you find that you're not getting the help that you need. And like Vettel said, do it in a really calculated way where you're not desperate. But then eventually you can say in your exit interview, I had to leave. I needed a support system. I'm going to an organization that has that support system. And these are the following ways in which I feel I will be supported based on the structure of this organization. Get the help, ladies. Don't burn out mm-hmm. in vain. I was going to say, accept the help, right? Because a veces te ofrecen la ayuda and you're like, no, no, I Bravo. got this. No, aceptala because... You're going to need it and you're, it's going to help you and benefit you in the long run. So accept it. Yeah. So perfectly, very well said, ladies. Very well said. I, what I want to say on top of that is also mujeres. If you're in the position where you're like, I'm done. I'm really, I'm done. And, and it's not like you want, you have the luxury of, of waiting around for, to find that next job. Then, um, if you need to jump ship, do it. If it's for your own mental health, for your own well being, just do it. You know, there's going to be, there's people that, you know, share it with your family, share it with your, you know, if it's a significant other, share it with friends. Like if you need support, people will find a way to find that support to provide that to you. Um, or if you have some time, like, hey, I want to leave in three months, whether you have the job lined up or not, then find a way to structure your budget, find, you know, what your money is and make sure you're set up, you're, you set yourself up to win. So you're not tied to this job that is draining you. So good luck to everybody out there that is, you know, you know, deciding to quit or not quit or deciding to change careers or not, like whatever it is you do, do what's right for you. Have that conversation with yourself, like make sure that you, you know, find what really moves you and drives you and where you really feel you're going to be passionate in, in the sense of like giving yourself to that to that job um, or that career. So with that, any additional things you guys want to add on to this? Anything, Mujeres? Look us up. I mean, if you don't even know where to start, if everything we said fired you up, like I love listening to Veto and Ceci talk about this because I know that they're doing this like step by step with their clients. So I know I'm doing it. I know they're doing it. So if you were just like, all of this sounded good, but I don't even know where to start and I'm only fired up the 39 minutes that I'm going to listen to you ladies and then I go back <laughs> to my life and wish that I would have done something. Look us up, Level Up Latina, live coaching to the max. I have a client right now who's like, my business partner wants to work with y'all too. I mean, these are two business partners now. They both want to come to us because there's a lot of success in just getting to the next level. And Veto said, keep learning, keep learning, keep learning. And maybe you're getting to the next level is actually understanding that you need a coach to get there, to mm-hmm. get to the next level, takes mentorship, guidance, seeing something the way you've never seen it before. You don't have to do it alone. And coaches are there for that reason. So look us up. Yes. Bravo. Yes. I was gonna say I was gonna say I've seen it a lot, you know, lately. I've seen it a lot where 
people that I work um, directly within my organization or even, um, you know, younger, younger women that like, oh, my career coach suggested this or my career coach. I was like, wow, how cool. And I, and that's when I'm like, well, listen up, listen to our podcast. We talk about this and we're coaches ourselves. So refer us. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for, for, you know, sh- chiming in and, and our DMs when you, when you like an episode or you like something that we posted. Uh, this is what feeds us. This is how we thrive and this is how we coach. Amen. Muy bien. Power up to that. So yes, ladies, if you are now listening to the end of the podcast, thank you so much for listening to us and ch- tuning in today. Um, if you have any questions or if you want to keep this conversation going or if there's really spark an interest or ha- you just have like this really this question you need help with, reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook. Our handle is at Level Up Latina. You can also find us on Twitter, which our handle is at Latina underscore up. You can always shoot us an email at any time, any moment. Estamos aquí dispuestas to listen to you. Our email is admin at leveloplatina.com. And if there's anything else that we can do for you, ladies, do not be afraid to slide into our DMs. Do not be afraid to send us that message. If you weren't able to write down all this jibba-jabba I just said, no worries. Go to our website, leveloplatina.com, and you can find where to contact us. You can find a way to schedule your assessment and see if we're the right fit for you to get you to where you want to be. So con eso las dejamos. Se nos cuidan mucho. We hope everyone has a great rest of their hopefully day off. <laughs> yes, baby. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Nos queremos. Nos queremos. Nos queremos.